changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with some instant inspiration from Chicken Soup for the Soul. Today, I'm going to share a couple of stories that show that if we expect greatness from people, they really will rise to the occasion. The first story is from Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Power of Positive. And it is a great example of how positive thinking can not only make something seem better, but actually truly make it better. So putting on rose-colored glasses doesn't just make things look rosy. Sometimes it changes them for real. Here's what happened in this story. Jenny Ivey tells us that she was so excited because she was a first-year teacher, but she had been chosen to teach an honors U.S. history class, which is unusual for a new teacher. But she got that honors class, and it was first period, and when the kids shuffled in rather unenthusiastically the first day, she just figured, well, this is how high school kids are. And then when the kids stared at her, rather dumbfounded by how perky and enthusiastic she was, she just soldiered on, and she had them rearrange their desks in a circle so that they could have class discussions. And then she asked the kids to explain what they didn't like about history class. And then armed with that feedback, Jenny made a plan. She wouldn't teach them from the textbook. She wouldn't make them read a chapter and then take a quiz. Because after all, this was an honors class, and these kids were bright and motivated. And she says, my honors class deserved to be taught in a way that would speak to them. She does say that she was surprised by how many of her students used poor grammar and had poor writing skills. But after all, they were in one of the rougher high schools in her area. They were great kids, and she treated them that way, with the result being that many of the kids were not only willing, but were actually eager to attend her after-school study sessions. Four of her students even entered a countywide history contest, and they were ecstatic when they won an honorable mention trophy. So Jenny says it was a great first year of school. It came to an end more quickly than she could have imagined. And she couldn't help it. Her favorite class of the whole year was her honors class. She was so lucky to have gotten that honors class in her rookie year. And nobody had averaged lower than a C, and most of the kids had gotten A's and B's. So then on the final day before the summer break, her principal called her in for her end-of-year evaluation. And her principal said, I want to congratulate you on a great rookie season, especially on how well you did with your remedial kids. So Jenny was confused because she had not been assigned any remedial classes. And she told the principal that. The principal pulled out the roster for Jenny's first period class and said, your first period class was remedial. Surely you saw that indicated at the top of the roll. And she went on to say that surely Jenny must have also noticed the kids' poor reading and writing skills. Well, Jenny pulled out her own copy of the first period class list. And there at the top, plain as day, was the word honors. That was a big lesson for that principal and for Jenny, a first-year teacher who had seen that class through rose-colored glasses all year and turned a remedial class into an honors class. It was a lesson that neither of those educators would ever forget. This whole concept of expecting the best from people 
so that you'll actually get their best, well, it really does work. And I talked about it in my personal book, Simply Happy, because it's a strategy that I use all the time to help people do their best and also to get them to help me when I need something. Now, I think everyone's familiar with the concept of fake it till you make it or how you can pretend to be the person you want to become and then you'll actually become that person. It worked for Jenny Ivey with her class of decidedly not honor students. She treated them like honor students and they ended up meeting her expectations. And I found that if you treat people as if they are capable or willing, no matter what you are asking of them, you'll find that they will very often do what you need them to do. This works for your children, your students, your colleagues at work. It even works on perfect strangers. People will rise to your expectations, and they'll even surprise themselves. And I've also discovered that if you ask someone to do something for you that is not ordinarily done, but you act as if it is a foregone conclusion that they will do it, they almost always will. So here's a little tiny example from my personal life. It's not life-changing, but it shows how you can use this concept in everyday life. So what happened was I was out walking one of my grand dogs because I occasionally dog sit for the kids, and I really wanted some coffee. So I poked my head in the door of the Starbucks that's across the street from our office, and it was the middle of the afternoon, so it was dead, and I called into the barista and I said, hi, I... I'm not allowed to bring in the dog, right? And he said, yeah, you're not allowed to bring in the dog. And I said, well, since you're not busy and there's nobody in line at all, would you mind coming over here and getting my iPhone from me? And I'll set it up for the app. And then could you make me a tall soy misto? And then could you pay for it with the app on my phone and bring it back to me at the door? And he looked really surprised. But then I saw his head working and he was thinking something like, okay, this is not an unreasonable request. And even though this customer is asking me for something I have never done before, I could do this for her. So he came over and he got my phone and he brought it back to me with my coffee a few minutes later. So this strategy almost always works. I always act as if I'm sure people will do things for me and I'm almost never disappointed. So I know that people say that putting on rose-colored glasses is a bad thing. But I don't agree. Sometimes putting on rose-colored glasses doesn't only make things look rosy. It changes them for real. Thanks for listening today to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Please follow me on Twitter if you haven't already. My handle is at Amy Newmark on Instagram also. And I'll post a link to the latest podcast on Twitter. You can also subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you like to go to get your podcasts. And if you've been subscribed to the podcast on Podbean, go ahead and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or some other place that you like because we are moving the podcast off Podbean onto another hosting platform. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Power of Positive, or my book, Simply Happy, please visit chickensoup.com, click on our podcast button, and get more information about these two books. And then come back for our next episode when I'll be sharing a couple of really cool stories about how moms just seem to magically know things. These stories are from our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, My Amazing Mom.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.